podcast of Emerge, the global conversation on the future church that is emerging now. I am the Red Herring. In this podcast, Roger Sainer, webmaster of Emergent Africa, talks about the emerging church in South Africa, its connections to Brian McLaren, and the technological issues facing African churches. Our podcast includes music from South African groups. Here are excerpts from the interview with Roger Sainer. So tell me about Emergent Africa. How did that all come about? Well, at the moment, it's definitely just a conversation. It's nowhere near a movement. It, the website emergentafrica.com came about because about uh, 20 of us got together, what, September last year, just at a coffee shop and talked a bit around emerging church, around modern church not being the solution. And... The website came out of that, and, and that's really what it is right now. There's been some good interaction on that, and we're, we're going to see what's going to happen in the next few years. I don't even think we have a, a church we could call an emerging church and point to that as kind of the flagship thing. Although I think there's a lot of emerging type stuff happening here, just not under the banner of emergent or, or even linked to it. I don't even think people would know much about that at all. In fact, most people, you know, even in Christian circles, probably haven't heard of Brian McLaren. <laughs> Good for him. He's got to come and uh, speak to people who are going, oh, well, that's nice. <laughs> You've written some books, maybe. So, uh, and that's fine. <laughs> that's fine, I think. Was the link Brian McLaren, or how did this come about? Hmm. Well, I think even though we aren't necessarily all under kind of an emergent organization, one of the characteristics we have is a lot of strong relationships across denominational lines, across color barriers, um, and we've kind of kept those contacts up. So uh, probably the key driver for that meeting last year was a guy called Graham Codrington, who blogs at futurechurch.co.za forward slash regeneration. And he just sent out an email saying, hey, you know, let's get together. Uh, it was in Johannesburg, and let's talk about this stuff. In terms of the, the Brian McLaren link, a guy called John Ben, who's a Baptist pastor in East London, uh, I think he read a, a bunch of his books and got into email contact with him, and then said, between him and Graham, uh, John and Graham said to Brian, well, why don't you come out here, which Brian did in, what, September 2004, just to, to chat around, around postmodernism, emerging church, all of that stuff. Which countries were involved or are involved? Yeah, at the moment, pretty much just South Africa. There is some kind of a North slash East African thing called Amahoro. Um, the website's amahoro.info. Um, so Brian McLaren's been involved there as well. That's um, They're kind of uh, exploring what church looks like there in a post-colonial context. And hopefully we'll be able to send some guys to their conference next year, which will be, I think, around April or so, 
um, where they'll be chatting around that. Aside from that, there are no other countries I'm aware of involved in this, and I think one of the difficulties is that much of this conversation is taking place online via blogs, comments, email, etc. And a lot of Africa is, is slowly coming online and might not yet be at the place where that's not a novelty anymore, it's not something weird or new, it's just an accepted way of communicating. I mean, a lot of my friends here in South Africa who would fit into the top 5% of technologically savvy people and internet users don't blog, don't have their own blogs, only read the stuff I write because I send it to them <laughs> and might just be irritated with that. I don't know yet. The whole concept of blogging is, is fairly new. We almost have to explore different avenues with which to communicate with these guys. So uh, if, if you have any suggestions, I'd be very grateful on that front. <laughs> uh, so what are the, your links with Brian McLaren specifically then? Do you guys have formal links with him? Yeah, he, he does. I know a few of us. He was here in September 2004, and that was specifically as a result of an invitation from Graham Codrington and John Ben. And John Ben has managed to get his email address listed as the official South African Emergent contact on emergentvillage.org. And then I was able to do a, an email interview with Brian McLaren a couple of weeks back, just in preparation for his trip here, which is on emergentafrica.com. asked him some some good questions, some random questions. Or tell us a story about some dodgy food that you were offered in your travels. So he told us a rather tame one about one back home for him in the States. I was hoping for something a bit more exotic about eating living snakes or something. Brian knows about us, we know about him, like his books, right. and hopefully get to challenge some of his thinking too. Who's organizing his present visit to South Africa? It's an Afrikaans church in Johannesburg called Mosaic. They're quite a big one in South African terms at least, probably around 2,000 people and booked him about a year or so back and said, hey, will you come out and, and do some leadership development stuff with us? And then Brian got hold of, of John in East London and said, well, I'm going to be in South Africa. Um, I'm, I'm available to be used for other things. So John said, okay, um, come down to East London and we'll set up something for you in Cape Town. Brian's spending a week in Joburg, a week in East London and a week in Cape Town. Tell me a bit about Future Church South Africa. Future Church was a site that, that Graham and I put together after Brian was here the first time, flowing out of one of his comments when he spoke about blogs and, and that's where a lot of the emergent conversation is happening. One of my friends, an Indian guy called Edgar M. Sammy, said to Brian, well, in, in response to Brian's comments on um, the need for Western and European Christians to hear the voice of the global south, uh, Edgar said, well, firstly, will they listen? <laughs> and, and secondly, how would we do that? And Future Church kind of came out of that to give us uh, a forum. Um, it's, it's a blog site right now, a couple of us write for, um, just to throw some ideas out there and to see if it, it has any bearing on what's happening in the rest of the world. Graham's written some good stuff on homosexuality uh, there recently. Every time he gets to preach, he writes down, and we're looking for more people to write. Uh, so when did it start, the uh, site? Yeah, September, October 2004. And, and you, uh, you did ask in, in the email about if it's connected in any way with Future Church uh, New Zealand, um, which it's not at all. But I see they've been going for quite a while and have some good things around that. We did come up with the idea independently. Who's involved in Future Church South Africa? 
<laughs> you make it sound like this big organization. Uh, <laughs> it's just a blog site. Graham and myself are the most regular contributors. A guy called Charles de Jong has written one or two articles. He is currently a lecturer at Baptist Theological College in Randburg, Johannesburg. Sean Tucker is a friend of mine who's ranted about contemporary Christianity and, and he's been at Baptist College for many years and has worked in a number of churches. Another guy called Mark is basically just look for a forum to take his email conversations with friends online and let other people interact. And he's got something called the Axel, um, which is running there. And I'll, and I'll send you those links after this, though. They're all kind of sub-sites of Future Church. So it's, you're basically looking at about seven people in this little thing. Our readership is probably half of that. So <laughs> we're making this huge global impact. Uh, I don't think we're under any illusions, but it's fun. Seems like the same people are involved in Emergent Africa and Future Church and in Amahoro. So how do you distinguish between these websites? The Emergent Africa site is, is specifically focused on the emerging conversation on events that are happening at the moment in South Africa. There's definite capacity for the site to embrace the rest of Africa in terms of bringing the guys on board. We've built it so that it is scalable um, and we can easily add in Botswana, Lesotho, Swaziland, everywhere from Zimbabwe north as a place for those guys to build their own conversations and, and have their own place. So there's a definite, I guess, expansion plan, we can call it that, behind it. Whereas Future Church is more focused as a blog site, a place to record thoughts not necessarily just around emerging church, uh, although that is one of the things, but just around Christianity in general, things that are happening in South Africa. The municipal elections were held yesterday to the immense boredom of at least half of the country. Only about 50% of the country voted, which is wonderful. And then Amahoro, it links together a lot of the emergent networks from all over the world. And, and maybe my comment about it being based out of North Africa isn't correct, but I know there is a section of Amahoro that, that is based out of there. My feeling is, is that Amahoro is simply a synonym for emergent, and they got hold of us and said, hey, we'd like to put a link to Emergent Africa on the site. Uh, what links exist between that Emergent Africa and Future Church South Africa with organizations in the U.S.? There's nothing formal. Both of these websites are not a reflection of an existing structure. So if we had to shut down futurechurch.coz and emergentafrica.com, well, that's it. There isn't you know, an organization behind that. So we do have a couple links, but again, with, with people, not necessarily you know, formal links we've set up with organizations. So links with Brian McLaren, for instance, with, with Andrew Jones, Mr. Tall Skinny Kiwi, a guy called Luke Miller from thedetour.net, um, actually studied in Johannesburg for a year or so and then went back to the States and is now looking to get involved leadership-wise with Amahoro and with organizing next year's event. We're really interested in networking and in meeting and forming friendships with people from, from the States, from Europe, from Australia, New Zealand, all over the world, visiting them, bringing them out here and learning things. I go into Brian McLaren's site and I have a look at you know, the emergent events that are planned, seminars on new monasticism and all of that and it, it would be great to just get one of those things here and to get some guys who are thinking and doing these things to come and say you know have a look uh, and and see how this relates to your context
So it's an open invite. <laughs> Come. But just to repeat it then, are there any links between you guys and other African countries at the moment? Uh, no. Um, we're, we're looking for people and as and when people come on board, it would be fantastic. But that said, there, there are a hang of a lot of, if I can say, real world relationships, not internet based relationships between missionaries and workers that go all over Africa and South Africa. Our challenge is reflecting those links online, or at least reflecting some of those conversations online. So it's almost like uh, the technological guys need to need to chat with the guys who really have no technical interest or, or no technical possibilities <laughs> in terms of your more rural places. So what did you and Andrew Jones talk about? Yeah, we talked an awful lot about beer. I mean, he just loves beer. Huh? He really enjoyed Castle. Um, in Castle Draft. I went to listen to him. He was giving a just a 15-minute presentation on the emerging church in Europe to an organization called Dawn International, who kind of works alongside local churches. Most of his video clips didn't work, unfortunately. Then the rest of the day, we kind of just hung around and chatted around different things. Um, th there was a guy called Tim from housechurchchronicles.com who's doing a, a whole series of podcasts over the next month or so. Um, and he, he sat down with Andrew and did about an hour, hour and a half interview with him um, around what kind of connections house churches have with emerging churches and how to facilitate that conversation. We chatted about VJing software, Arc Chaos, which he absolutely loves. And he says he used PowerPoint about twice in his life, which is a, 
have writers about me as well, which is fine. And he, he gave me some video clips. And one of the things we chatted about was actually the, the name Emergent. Emergent US and Brian McLaren in particular have come in for some big criticism in the last year or so. What with the, I guess, official shift from this is a conversation to this is a movement and a lot of mainstream church coming back with some very worrying comments, I think, to everyone else who doesn't know anything about it. Guys like Don Carson saying, you know, these guys don't believe in absolute truth. They're just essentially heretics. My conversation with Andrew was around the wisdom of keeping the word emergent um, in South Africa because as, as the conversation becomes bigger and, and more of mainstream church hear of it, their first entry point may well be into the criticism which is leveled at emergent US and not necessarily at what's going on here. Just to go back to the conversation with Andrew Jones, uh, you said that uh, somebody spoke to him about the house church movement. I looked at so many of the New Zealand websites and there seems to have been some kind of attempt to distinguish between the house church movement and the emerging church movement. What did he say about that whole debate? Well, uh, firstly for me it, it was an interesting thing. I, I never really thought about the differences of the two. Um, they seem to be to me at least, be more similar and more different. And it was interesting to have, you know, on one side of this table, this guy who was, hey, I'm the house church guy, and you know, Andrew on the other side saying, I'm the emerging guy. And yet, as they talked, those differences seemed to dissolve a lot. Tim, I think his name was, from housechurchchronicles.com, he's been reading Andrew's blog for about 10 years, has a, has a lot that he's gotten out of emergent, and a lot of stuff that's informed his own practice of house church. Now, you were talking about the difference between emergent and emerging and the criticism that emergent has received in the US and right. that Andrew and you spoke about whether you should attach either of those connotations to your own efforts there. Right. What was the uh, outcome of that conversation? What did you, go, what did you feel at the end you should and shouldn't do? <laughs> well, it's interesting because halfway through the conversation I thought, well, you know, he's got a good point. I, I think we should drop the name emergent we should find something in one of the local African languages that would convey a similar sort of spirit and rather embrace that. <laughs> he turned his whole argument on its head a bit later and said, maybe having a central website like Emergent Africa is a good idea because you get your more kind of academically and, and theologically trained guys on there so that when the criticism comes, that's really where it's going to be directed at. And then you get your guys who are actually doing things on the ground and, and failing and messing up and succeeding and have kind of separate websites and separate places for them to engage. And maybe we should look at a little bit of both. So was he thinking that Emergent has too much baggage at the moment? No, I don't think that was the sense he was trying to convey at all. He did say what the guys in Australia did was actually had to make an official announcement saying, yes, we hear this criticism, but please be aware that it's directed at essentially the American emergent uh, movement and not at us. In fact, some of those things you're criticizing, we don't even do. <laughs> and yeah, we might come to the point sometime where we need to do that too. But uh, most of the people here who would be interested in the emerging church thing haven't even heard of it. Uh, so the people that would naturally criticize it haven't heard of it either. So this is really something we don't need to worry about. It was just a, an interesting point he brought up. How did you yourself become involved in this whole thing? Mm. 
and why? When I was in matric, so final year of high school, I started going to a church by the name of Honey Ridge Baptist and gradually uh, became involved in the youth leadership there. And Graham was actually, although not employed as youth pastor, was, was kind of the, the youth worker there. And he pulled me into youth ministry and got me involved and got me involved in leadership in this youth group. Association has become a bit closer to where I'm actually working with him now, um, doing all of uh, his web-based stuff. Now, your own involvement in the emerging thing, was it through him or did you yourself start thinking about it? Now, I'd read A New Kind of Christian. Even though that was really my first introduction to this whole emerging thought thing, nothing in that book was really new. I didn't really read things and go, you know, my goodness, I'd never thought of that before. It was all stuff I'd, I'd thought and, and processed through, but McLaren just had a really, a really good way of putting things down where you kind of go, ah, yes, that's what I meant when I thought that. And a lot of his writing seems to be like that, and I think it is for a few other people. Almost a validation to have an old person involved in this who's, you know, not, not scary and freaky and starting a cult, uh, but, but has some credibility. So my own involvement was kind of, you know, I can do some website stuff and I, I enjoy all the online interactions. How can I contribute with that? I've been the, the technical guy behind Future Church and Emergent Africa in terms of setting up and maintaining those sites and trying to encourage people to, uh, to contribute to them. I see that you are at St. Luke's. Is anybody else there thinking in this direction? Oh, absolutely. Uh, St. Luke's is, has been a, a great church to go to especially because the guys are very open to, to trying things, um, to doing things differently, to for one Sunday doing a, a Celtic Mass, and another Sunday bringing in a worship team from a, a local black African church who lead worship in a completely non-Eurocentric fashion, where the guys just get up front and, and they just sing, and it, it was fantastic. So, you know, we're opening at least in our services, we're open to doing things quite differently. And there's a bunch of guys there thinking through the key questions. What is the gospel? What, what is it saying? What does it mean for us? Uh, what implications does it have for us in our context? Uh, what is worship? What does it mean to follow Christ? And it's especially our assistant priest who's, I guess, really, who's really helped us think through these things. And even though probably no one there would describe themselves as, as emergence, there's a lot of thought in that direction. And it's great to work through these things in that community. What is your own understanding of the difference between emergent and emerging? I see emerging as a relational network of, of friends who are asking questions about Christianity, about church, <clears throat> about their own contexts around all of those things and this conversation is both local and global. I see emergence as the the movement, so the maybe more formal way where we're not just saying, hey, I know a guy in England and I know a guy in New Zealand who are thinking along these things. Emergence would maybe be more like, well, we're linked into emergentvillage.com and emergent.co.uk and maybe the more organizational structures behind those, which is a bit ironic, I guess.
It's time to sing cause you're free Oh, would you come with me? It's time to let go Would you come with me? It's time to sing cause you're free song Fall by the South African group Clear. From what you told me, there are a number of individuals who belong to churches at the moment who are thinking about this emerging conversation and trying to participate in South Africa. Right. But there isn't as yet any particular church that you can point to that you could say have embraced this as of Right. Yeah, I'd say that. I guess at some point we'll be kind of planting new churches and I would love for this whole journey to be worked out within mainstream church for instead of individuals to be asking these questions for entire churches to be asking these questions and saying you know what does it take for us to to be Christ in this world and if that means we have to you know throw away our church building and and throw away our senior pastor uh, we're willing to do that I'd love for that to happen one of the ways to get the Anglican Church involved is, of course, uh, through the Bishop of Durham, Tom Wright. He was involved in the last emergent conference in the UK, the 2005 conference. He's really a New Testament scholar, mm-hmm. and he's written a number of books on the New Testament, which people in the emerging conversation and in emerging, generally speaking, like a lot. Uh, because he is saying that the left behind crowd, that they are wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, no wonder. No wonder people like him. (laughs) I see he's got his own Wikipedia page. That he was asked to do the presentations at the conference uh, suggests that he is sympathetic towards the conference, although in his presentations he makes a very strong plea, the same way I think that you feel, that A, church building should not be abandoned, and B, that people should remain within the fold, so to speak, in a way. He also talks about the whole question of of how to reinterpret Jesus to the world. On the Emerging Connection website, it's under events 2004, and it's called The Future of the People of God. Is there any way that I can be of use to you guys? <laughs> yeah, send us books. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man, I can't tell you how painful it is to walk into a bookstore and, and even the Christian bookstores and to say, yeah, have you got anything by Brian McLaren? Who? Okay. Well, one thing actually is, is I guess because we're so new, globally, most people, I don't even think, know that we're involved and, and we have hopefully some stuff to offer. Just getting the word out um, and saying, hey, you know, look, look at how things are working there. I mean, South Africa isn't necessarily a post-Christian context. What with about eight of the political parties we could have voted for yesterday had the name Christian in their title. Uh, although I don't think we're a Christian society by any stretch of the imagination, I'm not quite so sure we're post-Christian, whereas right. the guys in Europe are most definitely post and often anti-Christian. But the other thing that I was wondering about is whether there's not a need for the kind of thing that you and I are doing now, an emerging conversation via the internet, and you do it with a conference call, like a newbie's conversation. Well, I, I guess it's it's just a mir mirroring your coffee shop conversation. You know, you're sitting down with a few few friends at a coffee shop. You know how what does scripture mean to you, and and you're right. just really mirroring that on on a larger scale. I would guess though that you'd be talking a bit more higher level. You know, like how do you organize these events? How do you get people there? What sort of things do you do? How do you structure your worship? How do you present scripture? It'll be interesting, you know, to get guys from different contexts together <laughs> on, you know, on a conference call in Skype and see what, see what they have to say. You've been listening to an interview with Roger Sainer from South Africa. That does it for the show. In our sixth podcast, we talk to Nuno Barreto about Igria Emergente in Portugal. Our theme music is from Mary's Baby, produced by Proust.co.uk. If you would like to send me comments and suggestions about the podcast or music that you would like to be played, or if you would like to find out more about the Emerging Church, follow the links for this show. This is The Red Herring signing off. Thank you for joining me. We play out with the song Justice from the album Backbone, featuring two Johnnies in the basement. Until next time, peace and justice. Like a never failing stream